Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Joe McCall, and I'm with my good friend and buddy, Chris Chico. Chris, how are you? I'm doing amazing. Any day above ground is a great day. Joe McCall, and we are here together, and uh, we are going to have an amazing time together. I love it. So um, Chris is one of my really good friends, and he's also one of my original mentors. He, although I never signed up for his coaching, maybe I did, Chris. I don't remember, but yours was the course. I've, you guys, I've, I've talked about this before in the podcast. If you go to realestateinvestingmastery.com, you'll see some earlier, just do a search for Chico and uh, you'll see some podcasts that I did with Chris earlier on. Just make sure there's no kids uh, with you as you're listening to the podcast. My podcasts are always R-rated. <laughs> no, but uh, he created the virtual wholesaling course back when it was not cool and everybody ridiculed him and, mo and mocked him that you can't do deals virtually. And uh, he, he flipped the proverbial bird to them and uh, did it, right? And I took what he taught back then with postcards and started doing deals. I, my first deal, I made like $12,500 or something like that using Chris's system. And, but I wasn't doing it virtually in other markets. I was doing it in my own backyard. So Chris, is uh, he's the guy behind all of the obnoxious postcards that you see and hear about. Yes. And uh, so he, he's the one who originally created the third notice postcard. And uh, anytime that you see like in the local news, uh, when some <laughs> investor gets in trouble. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and then they, and there's like, they have an expose on the obnoxious postcards that these poor innocent sellers are receiving and scaring them to death. Right. Like, those postcards are Chris's postcards. That wait, wait, is this supposed to be a, a good introduction <laughs> or what? <laughs> yes. Uh, no, but what Chris's postcards, I think more people have done deals from Chris's postcards than anybody else's postcards. And uh, he's a, he's a copywriting genius, super smart guy. <laughs> Just, but his postcards work. That's my point. They get lots of calls, but we've seen a shift in the last year, I would say, maybe more, where direct mail is still working, but maybe not as well as it used to work because more and more people are doing it, right? And so Chris is always kind of on the front end, the new next best things that, that are working, right? And so I wanted him to do a video for us to talk about the things that he's doing right now with Facebook ads for motivated sellers. <laughs> You've heard me talk about it before in this virtual lease options challenge that we're doing right now in Jacksonville, Florida. We're doing about three different types of marketing. Craigslist, where we're contacting landlords on Craigslist. Uh, we're doing some direct mail, yellow letters, and some postcards. And then we're also doing a third thing with Facebook ads for sellers. I bought Chris's course a couple of weeks ago, a week ago. Um, and I gave it to my friend Yasin, who is helping me run all my marketing right now. And he's going through it. And we're going to be implementing this in the next few days if he hasn't already. And so we just, Chris has got a really, really simple system. I've, I've looked at other Facebook ads 
for sellers for ads, you know, for Facebook ads. And and the cost of those courses run from anywhere from a thousand to five thousand dollars. And Chris had this special sale for a few hundred bucks. It should be a thousand dollars. And so I, I grabbed it. Anyway, that is my long-winded introduction. I'm sorry, Chris. I know that annoyed okay. you. But I, I did write I did write some things down here. You had mentioned to me right before our call, we're gonna you said, Chris, if I'm gonna have you on a call here, there's some things that you must say on the call, right? <laughs> and I wrote them down because you were very I don't know if you guys, but here's here's because we want to be transparent and I appreciate all the things you said. Here's the things that Joe asked me to make sure that I said repeatedly. He said, number one, uh, always say, wow, Joe, that's an amazing question. <laughs> uh, I have here is, wow, Joe, you're such a great interviewer. <laughs> he also said to make sure that any ideas should always come back to him. And I should say, wow, Joe, that is an excellent idea. <laughs> and finally, he said that I should say, damn, my Windows computer doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the things that Joe said that I must say on this podcast, okay? <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. hilarious. Very very high-tech whiteboard, okay? <laughs> very high-tech. Yeah, so... All right. So, <laughs> so you know, um, the, I wanted to make our time together here as... as uh, as, as productive as possible. And, and uh, so I wanted to cover specifically, number one is why I think everyone should consider Facebook ads uh, as another marketing channel. And also uh, give you guys a framework in terms of uh, how, how to approach Facebook ads. And, and I broke that down into a few different things. You know, what are your expectations? What should your expectations be when you're uh, looking to do Facebook ads? How does the targeting look like? You know, how, uh, how do we uh, figure out who to target and how to find our best prospects? And, and then also finally our approach. And, and the same thing as, as, a, as a postcard, uh, you know, uh, we have different approaches. This is one of my uh, cards there, uh, probably. Uh, uh, you have different approaches with the postcards. And so there's different approaches with Facebook ads. And so we've done a lot of testing and tweaking. And so I'm going to share with you some of the things that we've, we've tried to have worked really, really well. And I'm going to talk very, very fast. I have had at least four cups of coffee today. I've had brain juice. I've had everything possible that I could imagine. And so we're going to go very, very fast. And I know that you know that, uh, you know, uh, Joe, I can talk very quickly. Go for it, man. <laughs> so why Facebook ads? You know, I always tell two stories with Facebook ads, and, and I'll tell them in, a, in, in the shortest, uh, even by saying that, now I've, I've made this, this story too long. You know, it's funny because my, my, wife's, uh, my wife's dad and my mom, they have, uh, they have no computer. If you, if you ask them to Google something, they're, they're going to say, what is Google? What? What do you mean uh-huh. by that? But because they're 70 years old. But you know what they got on their phone? On their phone, they're walking around with a smartphone and they have Facebook. And to them, that's the internet. The internet is yeah. Facebook. And you know what happened is I, w- I went to a mastermind. <laughs> this was a, uh, uh, earlier this year. And I was there at this mastermind with one of the biggest wholesalers in the entire country. And in this mastermind, uh, he talked about his model of doing deals. And he was doing 50 deals a month, a substantial amount of deals. And the, um, 
Um, he wasn't doing direct mail because he was getting them from a direct source from the banks. Let's leave it at that. And so I asked him, hey, why would you not want to do direct mail? And so his answer to me was, well, you know, uh, we were, were buying leads, uh, buying deals through a very formulaic process. And, you know, if we're going to do direct mail, then, you know, we got to hire a sales team. We got to hire, train them and everything else. And we just don't want to deal with that. And he wasn't saying that, no, direct mail is dead. He was just saying that, look, that's not our model, which I, it's fine. It's not a big deal. So then now four months later, we get back together again and his business models completely change. He's like, well, we're, we're not buying deals like we were before. And uh, our staff has been cut in half and we're regrouping because the market has changed. And I then raised my hand again and I said, okay, well now, now you must be looking to do direct mail. I know it. Right. And he said, and, and again, I consider this guy to be you know, one of the smartest guys out there. And he said, no, no, we're not even going to touch direct mail. And, uh, and, and I said, well, why, why would you not touch direct mail? Um, he said, well, uh, his, his opinion was that, and again, direct mail does work, right? But his opinion was, hey, anybody, anytime you can go out and buy a list of sellers anywhere and just mail to it, then there's always going to be a certain amount of, of saturation with that. And, and many of us have experienced that where, you know, you got to be more uh, vigilant and, and more really careful about who you target and how you target that. Because if you're going to just do a blanketed mailing, then generally you're going to have a lot of people doing the same thing. And so, um, so I then asked him, I said, well, where, where are you going to find your deals at? Because if you're not going doing direct mail and he said, well, we're focusing hundred percent of our time online to generate leads online. And I started to think about that. And so then that's what started my journey in trying to, you know, figure out, okay, how can we find these people on, on, on Facebook? And the reason for Facebook is that, um, you know, everything has a cycle. Many of you have considered or maybe have, have tried Google pay-per-click. And Google pay-per-click is very expensive to get into, right? Yeah. Because of the cost per lead, cost per deal. And so, you know, it, it's, it, unless you have a solid budget that you're going to push into that, it, it, there's a barrier of entry to that, number one. And, and so, you know, I, I said, well, Facebook has the potential to be able to, uh, to give us leads at, at a, at a better, better quality, good quality leads at a lower cost. Uh, right. The other thing that I thought was interesting, and I, and I, and I uh, from uh, looking at the forums, because you and I belong to a lot of the same forums, you know, I'd always hear people ask, hey, I, wanted, I want to do Facebook ads. Anybody know how to do it? And many times people would answer, oh, I would love to learn how to do that. I want to do Facebook ads. But it's, I just can't figure it out. I just can't seem to do it. And so I'm just going to go ahead and do direct mail. And so then there's, you know, I think that right now there's the opportunity of that. There's three opportunities with Facebook ads. Number one is it's still in its infancy whereby you can get in. And, and the guys that are doing PPC right now and are making money are the guys that got into it, you know, uh, years ago and have been able to figure it out figure things out when it was cheap. And now there's a barrier of entry to those people coming in. So number one, I think the opportunity is right with regards to Facebook ads. Uh, number two, I think that there's still less competition because it, it's, it's not as easy to get into as say direct mail. And then the, the, there was one other thing that I was gonna mention that I completely forgot what it was. And it was a good one. It was a good one, Joe. Well, one of the things I was thinking about is somebody They'll either say, I, <clears throat> I want to do it, but I don't know how. Or they'll say, I heard from so-and-so that it doesn't work. It's too expensive. And uh, so a lot of people are, are, are just kind of ignorant on how to do it correctly. Right, or exactly. They'll, they'll, they'll trust what 
other people's opinions are without testing it themselves. Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think that, you know, for those, so I can't think of the third one, we, it'll, come, it'll come to me. But in general, I mean, I think, I think Facebook uh, and generating motivated sellers online, I think is a viable opportunity and a viable channel that you really have to consider because everything is moving online. People are doing more on this device than ever. And, you know, when I look at the stats from, from people on Facebook, the majority of them are on their mobile devices. And so then uh, that's, it, it's a market that we want to tap into. And I think the opportunity is right for it. And so now the, the, the things that I wrote down is then how do you best take advantage of that? And I wrote down three things. I wrote down number one, expectations. Number two, the targeting and the three, the approach. So in terms of expectations, one of the things that I find with people is that you have to look at uh, Facebook and, and doing ads on Facebook, comparing that to what your other lead sources are. And the biggest mistake I find that people make when starting off with a Facebook campaign and targeting is they don't have realistic expectations of, of a budget and how much you're going to pay per lead. And so the example would be that um, uh, many people say, hey, go ahead and start off with a budget of $5 a day and see what happens after that, right? Mm-hmm. But that is not going to get you anywhere because what happens, is, oh, here's the other reason. I, fi- I remember the third reason, so oh, we're going to go yeah. back. The third reason why, why Facebook is, is uh, why you have to look at Facebook now is because Facebook now today is significantly different than it was a year and a half ago. The algorithm and the, the, the way that the system works now is a lot more refined and, and it's really tailored around getting your results, results more so than it was a year and a half ago. The tools and the capabilities of the system are such that, that now, now is when the opportunity exists. If, you, if I was to do these same things a year and a half ago, I wouldn't have the same results I have today. So it, it's a combination of those things. So the, the notion thing to, to think about with Facebook is, Facebook has a lot of data about you and they have a lot more data about you than you think because you think that Facebook has only the data that you inputted into the system when you signed up. But what happens is that Facebook appends data. They take your email, they take your phone number, they buy data from these other sources and now they have a complete profile about you. The other thing to think about is that Facebook has a a piece of code that they call the Facebook pixel that everybody puts on every single site on the internet. And what happens is that when you leave Facebook and you go visit, uh, uh, let's say you visit uh, a, a site, Zillow, and you visit a home refinancing site, or maybe you visit a divorce site, those things are now being tracked by Facebook and now are now identifying information about your profile. So now all of a sudden, you know, Facebook knows, I kid around, I said, Facebook knows that at night that you like to sit on your couch with a Snuggie eating, uh, watching old episodes of Sex in the City and while eating uh, ice cream, right? They know that about you. Now, I'm not going to judge you on that, Joe. I, you know, we're going to leave it at that. But, you know, that's how much data Facebook has. And so now what happens is that (laughs) you have to work within the confines of, of, of that. And so whenever you're running a campaign, we're looking for, uh, I'm trying to keep this big picture. When we're running for a campaign, our objective is for somebody to fill out a form to say, hey, I'm interested in selling my house. Okay, that's what we want. And in Facebook eyes, that's considered a conversion. So what happens is that the algorithm, right, the more conversions that you, that you have in, the, in, 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 in Facebook, the better now Facebook can identify the type of people that like to 
fill out your form asking if you know asking for an offer in their house, right? So then what happens is that Facebook needs a certain number of those per day and a certain number of those per week. So and this is the biggest mistake I see when I see other people's accounts. So generally speaking, you know, we want to try to get to three a day and maybe 25 a week. Because what happens is, that, and I've seen this many times, somebody will run an account and they're running a $5 budget and you maybe get one conversion every couple of days. And at the end of the week, you only had three people fill out your form. Well, what happens is that you never gave Facebook a chance and an opportunity to do anything because the algorithm for Facebook resets every day, it resets every week. So unless you're feeding a data, you can't go to Facebook and say, look, I had 25 people fill out my web form this week. Can you go out and find me more of these same people in this yeah. market? Does that make sense? Yeah, it's good. So, so having the right budget in place. And so the budget that I always recommend people is a budget of about $20, $20 a day, not $5 a day. That's not going to give you anything. And so that's then having the right expectations, right? Because also at the same time, look, everybody wants 2 or $3 leads. But in the end, if you pay $20 a lead, right, hypothetically, and it might seem for some of you like a lot of money, but in the end, if every deal that you make brings you $7,500, as an example, and, 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 and keep in mind is that these are quality leads. This is not like you're sending out a mailer, you got, you know, 50 people that call and you got to rummage through all these people. You're getting two or three leads a day of somebody that raised their hand, so they're quality leads, but you got to have the right expectations, right? So if you take a campaign and you spend a thousand bucks, you know, for X number of leads, and I'll show you one of my campaigns here. If you spend a thousand bucks, but if that makes you 7,500, that's a good ROI. And, and the other thing I like about the whole Facebook thing is that it's more manageable, right? So instead of dealing with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of leads, you're dealing with a very small number of them each and every day, which I think to me, it, it, it fits my, my way of working. So that's in terms of target, in terms of expectations. So let's talk about targeting. So with targeting, the, the ways that you can target uh, Facebook are a couple of different ways. And I'll tell you what the mistake, one of the mistakes that I see is people say, well, I'm in Miami-Dade County. I'm going to go out and I'm just going to target the whole county. Facebook, go out and find me sellers. The problem with that is that the audience is too big. If, you know, you have to think about it as, as you've got this, you, and I'm going to get really technical here, really technical with my, with my very complex but let's say, let's see, can you see me? Let's say that this yeah. is the pie of the people that you want to target on Facebook. Every day, Facebook gives you a sliver of that and shows your ad to that. If this pie is humongous, if this pie is 200,000 people, you're going to have to go through a lot of these slivers in order to get your deal. And so you want to try to narrow that down. So the best advice I can give people is to narrow down by zip code. And the best thing is to then take a playbook from the direct mail and you do is you target the zip codes that have the most investor activity. You take and as it, the same thing you were going to be doing with the postcards, you figure out, okay, what are the top five or 10 zip codes, five zip codes that have the most investor activity. And now you target those specifically. Forget about the rest. You target those specifically. You get conversions on those. And then what happens is that then you, you, you allow then Facebook to extrapolate from there where the rest of the county, where those sellers are. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Right. So that's it in terms of targeting. So I recommend narrowing uh, it. Let me ask you. Let me ask you yeah. a question on targeting, Chris. Have you ever built a custom audience from a direct mail list? So we're going to cover that. Okay, cool. Well, don't go ahead of me, Joe. Okay, don't go ahead of me. <laughs> no, I'm going to cover that. So, um, all right. So that's zip code, right? So the second way of targeting is to take an existing list that you have. 
let's say your absentee owner list that maybe you might be mailing or whatever the list is, and you can upload that to Facebook. And even without any information, just the first name, last name, and the city and the state and the zip code, uh, Facebook will match about 60% of that, of those people. Now, if you have a list, maybe you skip trace a list and now you have emails and phone numbers, that's even better because now you'll get a bigger match. But now what you can do is you can take that list and now you can go ahead and ask Facebook, hey, I want to go ahead and target those people. I want to go ahead and just, I want to show ads to only those people. Now, um, on some of those, if the list is too small, let's say you have a, you know, if you have an, a big absentee owner list that's 5,000 people, that's great you can target that and, and Facebook will come out with a, will give you a match of that. However, if you have a, a bunch of smaller lists, I suppose you have a, a, a list of vacants and a list of evictions and probates and because you need a certain minimum amount for Facebook to be able to target them, you need at least a thousand people. So what you can do is you can combine all those lists. So you might then combine a list of three or four sources, upload it to Facebook, and then you might show ads to them. So that's a second way of targeting. The third way of targeting is a little more sophisticated, which is what's called a lookalike audience. Yeah. And the lookalike audience is where you're, tell, you're telling Facebook, hey, um, I want more. I have this list of absentee owners that have equity, right? That, and and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to upload these, but I would like you to find me more of these people, right? And so then what you do is that that's what's called a lookalike audience, where you're giving that list to Facebook. Facebook now, internally, they're able to see all the different data points within that list and now they're, they're coming back and they're going to give you – now, with, with, here's, here's another tip. So let's say you have a list of 5,000 absentee owners, right? You feed that into Facebook. Does that come out backwards or can you see that? It doesn't even look like numbers. It looks Five. like su, – su, it looks like uh, – there you go. That's, there you go. 5,000. Yeah, it looks so you good. Have a list of 5,000 records. So now let's suppose you, you ask Facebook, I want you to give me – people like this. The only way that it'll do that is you, it'll give you a, a big, huge list. It'll say, I'm going to go out to the U.S., right, uh, to the entire U.S. and give you a list of these people. They'll come back with a, with a, with a group of about a million people, right? You don't want to target a million people. Mm -hmm. So then what you do is that you go back and once Facebook gives you this list, you go back and you retarget based on zip code, right? Yeah. So yeah, then right. you say, okay, you, you're giving me the, the same similar type of people, and then I want to just target again. You always go back to zip codes. You want to just go back to the, uh, to, and, and you know, this, a lot of this came by trial and error because initially we were targeting uh, all the zip codes. And then we said, oh, well, why don't we target just the ones that are, uh, that are, you know, uh, that, that were most of the deals happen anyway. And then all of a sudden now, because the most important thing is you want data. I'm trying to find my cap, but I can't find it. You want data. And so then the more conversions you get, the more people you get to, to fill out their information online then, uh, into your forms, then uh, now you, you're getting better. It's getting better. It's like a snowball effect, right? So those are the three things we talked about. We talked about targeting by zip code geographically, targeting by, uh, by uh, uploading list. And then also, um, and then lookalikes. The one yeah. thing I would mention to people is that, and I've seen this many times, is people start to plug in to the system all these different uh, things into the system. Like, okay, I want, uh, you know what, there's a, uh, like Facebook, for example. Facebook, for example, has it, you can select homeowners as demographic. Would make sense to you. Well, gee, I want homeowners, right? But here's the thing. You have to be flexible. You have to allow Facebook, uh, the machine, to, to really do its thing. And so any, the more restrictions you placed, right, without really 
uh, without them, you know, it, 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 then that's problematic. So the example would be is that uh, we do these split tests all the time. I did a split test. I took a group of zip codes and I said, okay, here are the top zip codes and I'm going to put in the demographic for homeowners. And I did that. And then I did the, I did the same set of zip codes, ran that for a, a few days, ran another test, and I didn't put the demographic for homeowners at all. Yeah. The one that got us the most leads is the one that I didn't put the demographic in. Right. And then now once we started getting leads and I said to Facebook, give me more of these people. So, again, the first option, I, I put Facebook in a box. And so what you've got, what you've got to try to do is not to do that. And so um, so putting in too many things, if you start, you know, hey, I want somebody who visited Zillow, who visited the board site, who visited homeowner. You could do that. But in the end, you're really restricting Facebook from doing the thing that it can do the best. Um, so there's ways of restricting it. That, that makes total sense, too, because if you're targeting by zip code, you already that is already a small list. Right. It's a small list. And it's, a, and it's an audience of about, generally speaking, depending on the market, it would be an audience of about 15 to 30,000 people. That's, That's a, a more size. manageable. Right. And, and, you, and then from there, then, then you, you, you move from there. So, again, we talked about those, those things. And so then the next thing is the approach, right? So let's say that you have the right expectations on the budget. You have the right targeting in place. So how do you approach these people? So I would say that, look, uh, a lot of times people um, put out the, you know, uh, blue ocean properties, you know, and, and we're, we buy houses, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, but, but most people, people in our business, in our niche, it's a belly-to-belly it's a -belly business. They're doing business with an individual, not a company. And, and, and in our name, uh, except for the ugly, ugly houses guys, nobody really has any name recognition because at the end of the day, even if you're advertising with your own brand name, at the end of the day, the seller makes that decision based on their own personal interaction with you, right, as an individual. And so my approach is a more personal approach. So instead of having coming across as, hey, um, Ocean Properties LLC buys houses in Miami, I come across as, hey, Chris buys houses in Miami, right? So what I'm doing is I'm, I'm coming across as a, an individual in a very specific area, right? So in other words, then I'm, I'm being uh, as specific as I can with them so that they feel that, oh, this guy, is a, this guy buys houses in my area, not like these big companies that are, you know, I don't know who they are. Does that make sense, right? Yeah, very, very All right. So that's my approach is a, a, a personal approach as opposed to a corporate approach. I like the personal approach. Now, the second thing is from a technical standpoint, do you need a website, right? So what the other mistake I see people make is that uh, they'll send their traffic from these ads to a website. And that always is problematic because it has to be the right website because you can have a website. I've seen some websites that are just horrible. You're never going to get anybody to convert on these. And so you might do Facebook, you might send them to a website, and then you might just give up on Facebook thinking, oh, that didn't work. But you know the, the problem is that even if you got all that right, but you send them to a website that's not mobile friendly, that's not optimized, people are on their mobile device. You know, If your website takes longer than two seconds to load, they're out of there, right? Yeah. And so even if you do have a great website, then there's a, the problem is, where are you going to send them to? What's that page going to say? Because a lot of these pages have what I call leakage, right? Meaning that they go to the landing page and the landing pages really should be focused on one thing and one thing only. Here's what I got. Please fill out the form. 
the minute you, it, you the website has a bunch of stuff, you know, FAQ, here's this, here's that, the, you know, it, it, it's not going to go anywhere. So it has to be focused. So yeah. now the great thing is that Facebook has uh, a mechanism called a lead form that you can literally go in and somebody says, yes, I want it. They click on the learn more button. The form pops up right inside of Facebook, which again, Facebook, keep in mind is that Facebook's wants to avoid you leaving their website. They want you to be on facebook.com and not go anywhere else, to not go to an external website. Many times if you go to an external website, the actual browser inside of Facebook doesn't render the website properly. I've had that, so you have a lot of other things. With the lead form, it opens up right there instantly. It already populates their phone number, already populates their email address, and now they just have to, you know, if, the, if you could ask them for the address and put in the address, hit the button, and that's it. Now you can take that information, push it into your CRM. You can send an email to yourself, et cetera. But now that eliminates that friction point with them and also makes it easier for you as an investor because you don't have to worry about having a website or is this page correct? Do I have the right copy? None of that because it's going to be – it's very simple, you know, in terms of the mechanism. And um, does that make sense? Yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what I want to do is maybe let me uh, let's go. Let me show you guys an example approach, right? Because we talked about uh, the expectations, the targeting, and I talked about the approach, the personal approach. And um, I want to share it with you. Now, here's the thing that you have to be mindful of. My advice uh, for any of you exploring Facebook is it really the best advice is to look at what everybody else is doing, and you got to come up with your own unique angle and way of doing it. A lot of people, for example, on Facebook, I see them just using standard um, um, stock photos with a standard house, with a standard sign, we buy houses cash. You know, I mean, it's the same thing as, as a postcard. If you were to send a postcard like that, it's not, gonna, it's not gonna do that well. And so what your job is, is to experiment and to figure out looking at what other people are doing and iterating from that, creating your own unique angle yeah. that uh, that you can approach this with. And the example I was going to give is that, let's say for example, that I was trying to get you, um, I was trying to get you to sign up for Uber, right? And I could say, hey, Uber is a ride sharing service and that's one approach. But another approach could be that, hey, have you ever been out partying at night and you need a ride, you know, instead of taking your car, you know, what if you had a driver? It's offering the same service, but it's coming in from a different angle, right? Yeah. So that's what I'm talking about here is that to, to look at things in that way. So because when I show you this ad, then you're going to look at this and, and say, oh, maybe, maybe I hope that you'll say, hey, that I think is a unique way of doing it. So I don't know. Do we want to show, uh, first of all, Joe, any questions or any comments about what I've said so far? Uh, no. Well, I did have a question. Um, there, there's certain chat bots in Facebook that you can use for ads where you can, um, you can send them messages through Facebook messenger. Do you use any of those? No, the, 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 my recommendation, see the chat box is adding it, uh, I look at chat box as a stage two, right? If you're, unless you know what you're doing, don't even think about chat bots because okay. the complexity around putting that together in a way that makes sense to the prospect, et cetera, it's going to add another layer of complexity into the whole system. So my recommendation for, for really 99.9% of you that are listening to this is to even not even think about that okay. because in the end, you just want to, I was, my, my, my goal, and, and I think this is why I've laid out when you went into the membership area, why you saw it this way. You have to think of it that, that and the way that I learned Facebook, I did go through initially and I went through courses, but the, the, my way of getting in, into Facebook was the actual doing of the Facebook. 
And and my recommendation is is that if you need to get your your first ad up and running as quickly as possible, it doesn't mean you're going to spend a ton of money. You just spend twenty dollars. But if you can get your first ad up and running, then things will start to make sense. Because when you get in there, you're it, 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 you know you're going to be overwhelmed with so many things. Yeah. And so and so so the chatbot, yes, there's some functionality there that that that. But I think. For most of the people on this call, I think would be adding an unnecessary layer of complexity to the entire process. Yeah, yeah, good. That's good advice. Don't worry about it now. Yeah, maybe test it and play with it later once you can get the, these things done. Yeah, let's see those. Uh, let's see some examples, Chris. That sounds really good. So let me share with you my screen. I took a screenshot of. Uh, so this is an, a sample ad, right? And so if you think about it, you would have to agree that this ad looks. Uh, uh, different than maybe some of the other ads that you would expect, right? It doesn't say we buy houses cash or anything like that. There's a couple of things around this property, around this particular ad. Number one is that uh, I'm very much specifically ta targeting a zip code. So instead of targeting a, an area um, and saying, hey, I want to buy houses in Miami, I'm saying I want to buy houses in this particular zip code, right? So again, now what I'm doing also, in addition to that, is I'm, I'm going out and I'm getting a, an image of what that specific neighborhood looks like in that zip code, right? And then what I'm doing, and this is, I'll tell you a funny thing about this. What I'm doing is I'm actually putting uh, and creating and, and putting on the image, um, finding a pole or this a palm tree and putting what appears to be a bandit sign, but it really isn't. It's really me doing that on the image. And it says, Jason buys houses in, and it says, and it, and it, and it says the zip code. So the question would be is if you're browsing through your newsfeed and you see how people, we buy houses cash, but then you see this, is there a chance that this might catch your attention? Yeah, it, uh, it brings a curiosity factor high. Right, right. It, and because you think, oh, my zip code, oh, that's interesting. Okay, maybe, you know. So, so again, it's, it's a different angle. It's a different way of approaching things. Um, it's funny because uh, sometimes people make comments and say, you know, you shouldn't be putting bandit signs out on the streets. They're going to get you. <laughs> so they don't, they, don't, they don't get that, you know. Yeah. Mind you, the, the way these signs are on the image, like it, it would be a billboard <laughs> on a palm tree because it's such a huge sign, right? I like it. But again, this is a, a different angle and a different way of approaching things, right? So um, any questions about this, uh, Joe, before I show you the next slide? I like it. Okay. So, um, so this is an example campaign um, and, and give you an idea. So on this campaign, we had 11 leads and uh, we spent $488. Uh, you'll see that from the left to right here, it shows that the total of lead forms that were submitted, that was 11. Uh, we reached 7,200 people, right? And then we had, 10, you know, we, uh, the, the, the actual cost per lead is $44. However, you know, what happens as many times as you're running these campaigns, if you see on, on the cost per result here toward the right, you see it says $32, $19, and $98. That one that says $98, that one's skewing the results, uh, off uh, a bit. So, you know, because what we're always looking to do is target our cost per lead to be somewhere between 20 to $30 per lead, which if you compare it to PPC, yeah. cost per lead on PPC is $150, $200.
So you're spending a lot less. And again, these are people that not just anybody that's called in a phone number and now you're hunting them down because they're a hang up. This is somebody who filled out a form and says, yes, I'm going to talk to you about selling my house. So they're a legitimate form. In this campaign here, uh, we had a couple assets that, that we had paused because they weren't working. But in general, we spent about 700 bucks and we got, uh, this is for a, a client of mine and is he, he got a deal on the contract that he sold and, and now is pending for um, uh, spending a little bit over $700. So, yeah, well, here's the key too. I mean, that, that $45, <clears throat> even if he kept the, that, that high number that's skewing it, right. Um, about $45 is a very, very good number for cost per lead. Right. Exactly. And yes. And that's is. actually on the high end. Um, so some people may look at that. I know if you're, if you're kind of new and you're looking at it and thinking $45 for one lead, that's a lot of money. Well, that's what you'd be spending more than that. If you were doing direct mail in most markets today, and if you were right. doing Google pay-per-click, you'd be spending a lot more than that. So that's, yes, that's exactly. a really good number. Exactly. Um, so what I'm saying here, big picture, I think is that number one is that, you know, definitely Facebook is something that you should consider. Um, I think that, you know, if you've tried it before and it didn't work, maybe you just tried it in a way that that wasn't really optimal, all right? Uh, that that you just didn't do things right. It doesn't mean that you can't go back to it again. And I think it's it's the other the here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. And this is this is I'm gonna I'm gonna give everyone here. This is not a a a, a, a pitch for for me or anything else, but really for something for all of you to consider. Here's here's my my big picture. My big picture is that I think that everyone should learn how to do this. Forget about real estate. Just forget about real estate for a moment. But the fact is, how many times we have personal friends that have a business, a local business, whatever the business is, skincare, dentist, a doctor, and, and they would love to have more customers, but, yeah. but they just don't know how to do that. And really, if they had this tool in their tool belt, the world is open to them because now they can have as many customers as they want. So if you think about from the perspective of looking ahead three years from now, being able to know and, and to, to really to, to know and understand how to market your business online. And that could be the real estate business. Maybe your wife has another business or your spouse has another business, or maybe another business opportunity might come down the pipe, you know, a year from now for you. Your ability to know and understand this, I think is critical from the perspective of maybe you might do it yourself. Some of you might do it yourself. But number two is if you're going to get somebody to help do this for you at some point, then understanding the basic foundation of it also helps because I've had in the past somebody run campaigns for me and now I know and understand how to do it. And now when I went back and I looked at their campaigns, I was like, man, if, if I knew what they were doing, I would have probably uh, cut them off about a month after, right? But I, I was just completely ignorant to even how the platform works. So even from a, from a standpoint of understanding this, I think it's key. And I think it's a, I always think about my success has always been on establishing foundational skills, right? So if I think about what I did in terms of real estate, um, yes, real estate helped me just be here with you today, uh, Joe, but uh, the foundational skill that I learned was marketing, how to market, because that's how I came up with the postcards. That's how I, you know, I've been able to do what I, what, what I needed to do, but that's a skill that carries over to a lot of other endeavors, right? And so then I always think about is expanding your tool belt of, of, um, of, of foundational skills. And I, I, I do genuinely believe that at least having some level of competency and understanding of how you generate leads online, 
I think is one of those foundational skills that everyone should really attempt to, uh, to, to have in their tool belt. Because I think that as, as, as we move forward, you know, a yeah. year or two years, it's only going to be more prevalent here in our, in our niche uh, that, that we need to be marketing online. But however, that is going to open up opportunities for you in other places as well. And so that's my big pitch in general, that you should at least have some level of competency when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, that's really good. Good advice. Yeah. Okay. So Chris, you just created a course. Um, the thing I love about your courses is you get right to the point, the short and sweet, you break them up into little chunks. They're very well organized. I'm jealous. Your <laughs> courses are always so, so good. You put a lot of effort into them. You put a lot of work into them. So how can people get more information on your course? Guys, I bought this course from Chris. I could have called Chris and asked him for it for free. And he probably you, would have given it to me. Because and I didn't know you bought it till you told me that you bought it. Yes. And yeah. you even offered to give me my money back. And I said, no, don't worry about it. But I, you know, this is one of the best courses I've seen on Facebook ads for investors. Now, I, 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 I told Chris to, uh, if he could give us a link, people could go get more information. And I, I'm highly recommending this to you guys. And for this special thing that we're doing here with this for the virtual lease options challenge, Chris is going to give us a really good deal. And uh, so, Chris, do you have a website people can go to? Yeah. Uh, what I'll do is I let's uh, I'm going to set up a special uh, link for you. Uh, okay. So um, if they can, if they want, they can visit my website at chrischico.com, but do forward slash Joe forward slash Joe. And I'll put something there for, for, for them that I will give them some additional training, right? I have another video that will kind of expand on what we're talking about here a little bit more. And then if they wanted to go ahead and implement this in their, in their business, they can also, um, I'll, I'll, I'll work on, I'm putting a special deal together just, just for them. And I'll put, um, this video will be in the membership site and it'll be in Facebook soon here into our private group. Um, right. so I will put a button below the video for that as well. But Chris, Chico is C R I S Chico. Yeah. C H I C O. So yeah, no Chris H on the Chris. Chico. It's a, it's a, it's a fancy Chris. No H. <laughs> is that yeah. your real name that your parents gave you? No, that's not even my name. I can't even disclose my real name. Um, uh, if I told you my real name, then uh, you would, uh, I can't even disclose that. I'd have to, I have to come to St. Louis and, and really hurt you. And, uh, uh, it's, it's freezing over here in Florida. We're suffering at 55 degree weather. Um, I don't even know what to do. I, I have a space heater in my office. Look, I have a space heater in my office at 55, oh 60 degrees. And I have a jacket. That's insane. <laughs> yes. Is it really that cold right now? It was 47 this morning, Joe. It was 47. Oh right now it is uh, 30 here. That's not yeah. bad. But I was in San Diego this week, and it was in the uh, upper mid seventies. It was gorgeous. Oh yeah, that's nice. It, it would be in the sixties. You know, I say I'm from Puerto. I'm from the island of Puerto Rico. My blood freezes below seventy five degrees. So even right now, as I'm speaking to you, my life is at risk. I don't know if you know that, but I've taken the time from my schedule to to be here with you today, despite that. I don't feel sorry for you. Yes, I don't. But hey, thanks a lot, Chris. Um, and again, below this video will be a link to get more information on Chris's uh, program. And uh, if you also go to chrischico.com slash Joe, we will, uh, that'll forward to uh, the link that Chris gives me later. So 
Thanks a lot, Chris. This has been really good. We are now implementing this. I'm looking forward uh, to reporting to everybody our results. And uh, we're already doing really well. We've got, Chris, uh, over 100 leads so far, and we're two mm. weeks into this. From It's about a mix, good mixture of um, contacting landlords in Craigslist, right. sending them texts, and then also we did some yellow letters to mm. our first list of the yellow letters. I forget right now off the top of my head. I think it was absentee owners. We just did yellow letters to absentee owners in our targeted zip codes, but our targeted zip codes were not where all of the cash buyer activity was. Right. Those homes are generally cheaper. We're targeting lease options. Right. So we, we picked the median price zip codes. So in Jacksonville, it's like 125 to $250,000. Okay. Yeah. Those, those zip codes. And, uh, I think it was absentee owners, but we targeted absentee owners that bought between two to 10 years ago. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Because you're going after a different market. Yes. Lease yeah. options. Our next mail list is going to be, we're targeting, um, you know what? It wasn't, uh, I forget what it was, but our next list is going to be owner occupants who bought with an FHA or VA financing. Oh, okay. Uh, between uh, three and eight years ago. Three years ago. Okay. Most people move on average uh, around five years. Yeah. So you're looking for that person that maybe wants to move, but doesn't have the equity to sell. And so that you're able to do the lease option with them, right? Yep. 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 Yeah. And so I'm thinking, because there's some tools that I use where I can download lists of people who have FHA, VA loans, right. who bought between a certain time period in a certain zip code, et cetera. But creating a custom audience from that, I can get phone numbers. And I've tested this before, and I got about a 92% match on a custom audience from that list. Yeah, if you have wow. the phone number and the, yeah, if you have the phone number, then that will give you a really good match. And then yeah. obviously doing ads for them. And, and, you know, one of the things that easy, a quick, easy hack is that, you know, the more specific you make your marketing toward that prospect, right? So if you're, if you upload a list of absentee owners, then an ad to them that's specifically tailored around their needs is always going to be better, right? Are you a landlord looking to sell your house, et cetera? So then uh, one of the things that I would do, and, and it makes it easier for you guys, is that you take whatever mailing piece you are going to send them that was going to try to get them to raise your hand and, 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 and reach out to you um, would be maybe uh, uh, something that you consider in terms of your, your actual ad. Because if, hey, are you, are you interested in moving, but maybe don't have enough equity to move, I may have another option for you, et cetera. Uh, and so really, you know, because that's part of the game is, is really getting to that right, right prospect for you. You don't yeah. want 100 calls. You want 10 calls of the people that fit exactly what you're looking for. Uh, but uh, a quick, easy hack is just take whatever copy you're using that you already have existing using for that particular type of prospect. And you know it works. Then just really put that onto Facebook and just do the targeting around that. Yeah, that's good. We're going to do that. Okay. Thanks a lot, Chris. You've taken a lot of time out of your morning, way more than I asked of you. So I appreciate your generosity. No problem. I appreciate our time together, Joe. And, and I, I think I said all that. Wait, I forgot to say, Joe, you're such a great interviewer. Oh, yeah, yeah. One day, I just want to be like you. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, was like, all right. Like this. Is that how it goes? <laughs> all right. All right, man. Thanks a lot. All right. Bye-bye.